Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. block from Fossil to stop it coming in. Oh, Finds Kai Kai. Kai Kai back to Fossil and he's on a run. Tariq Fossil trying to be taken out by Vince Lott. He's gone past him. Kai Kai ahead. Marshall to his right. Marshall, edge of the penalty area. Inside it now. Chip ball back looking for McGuinness. Oh, he's found him. And it's yes! Oh, just McGuinness. Oh, he's off. Offside. Hey, no, give it. Not. He's giving it. Get in now. Josh McGuinness with the faintest of flicks from a Marshall cross. But it was made by Kaikai and Fosu in Charlton's half. They sprung into the Bradford half. Vincelot trying to take out Fosu. He kept running towards the edge of the penalty area. Found Marshall to his right. Stepped inside the box. Little chip ball looking for McGuinness, who got there and a little deftest of, deftest of flicks. The keeper, Doyle, got his hand to it, couldn't keep it out. Phil Bauer wins the header, but he can't direct it towards McGuinness, which was his aim. Goes straight out of play. 15, 20 yards inside the Bradford half, thrown in. And McMahon gets it back. McGuinness is pursuing him. McMahon goes down the line. Flick on from White towards Taylor. Taylor up against Konza. Being forced back outwards. Has to come out to Vincelot. Vincelot leaves it to McMahon, who chips it down the line to Taylor, who'd come into space. Wyke, sorry, Wyke into the boxing, but Robinson who gets his head there, and Bradford have the equaliser. Solly wasn't anywhere near strong enough to keep Taylor for Robinson out. And as with previous weeks, Charlton have succumbed to an equaliser with 10 minutes of normal time remaining. Oh, every week. So disappointing. Here's the final whistle. It's one all here at the Valley. So, very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. This is the big match preview. Looking ahead to Saturday's game up at MK Dons and, of course, back at Tuesday's draw with Bradford City here at the Valley. Joining me in the studio is Mr. Mark Newbury. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Yeah, has it, uh, enjoyed your uh, pastry that you bought for us this, e- this week? No, so. I, I have to have some reason for coming in. So well, He didn't last time, did he? He was in the bad books last time. Yeah, well, he, the time he came in without food, yeah, and they, they kicked him off. <laughs> Joining the pair of us is, uh, is Nathan May. Are you right, Nathan? Yeah, not too bad, mate, not too bad. Living the dream, or yeah, yeah, I'm still living the dream, the even always, after Tuesday. Always living the dream, <laughs> apart from when they scored, as you could probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and our goal was offside, apparently. I it? thought it was, yeah. the flag was going. I was like, oh, 
yeah. but luckily it wasn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I thought it was offside as well The because player, the players stopped celebrating very briefly as well but mm. there we go anyway so on tonight's show we will look back at that game with Bradford City uh, hearing from Carl Robinson after uh, we'll also discuss uh, the fact that Alu Diara has been training with us uh, the fact that we do keep conceding late goals over and over and over again uh, and of course we will preview uh, this Saturday's game uh, as Carl Robinson returns to stadium Mook uh, to face uh, his old tired McDonald's. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, I mean, we just had the highlights there. Naif, uh, you, you, your commentary uh, yeah, curse still, continues. Still not one. Still not one a single game <laughs> you've commentated on after all these years. I mean, I mean, what, what did you make of the game? Um, I mean, obviously, the end result was disappointing. Um, I think Saturday's result... we. I was more gutted because they literally didn't have a sniff. Um, but Tuesday, I think Bradford put it on our toes a little bit more second half. Um, but, I mean, the first 20 minutes, we, they, they couldn't get near us. We, we, were, we were on the turn. They, they couldn't get nowhere near us. And to be fair, you, we ain't going to be able to do that for a whole game. Mm. Um, but we we were just we were just so quick. And those three, those three of Marshy, Kai Kai and... Fosu, they didn't know what to do. I mean, yeah, they set up defensive as you expected they would, um, but we uh, we dominated it, and you know, Marshall at the post, and I just, but the, the as the game wore on, that that tension started to build and build. Me and Terry kept saying it, and um, they didn't disappoint us. But uh, <laughs> it's, it, listen, it's, it's gutting, but you know, it's not the end. We still got two games, yeah, albeit against Shrews and Blackpool. Um, but like I've said for the last few weeks, the destiny's still in our own hands. Yeah. But yeah, gutting. But um, yeah, as that game went on, Mark, I felt it certainly had the feeling that the the, the, the visitors, Bradford, were coming back into it. And I, I think I don't think anyone was no, particularly was, surprised to see that goal go I in. I think it was a case of sort of like when more than if. Then mm. I mean, especially after a free kick, which had smacked down off the crossbar. Um, yeah. It's second half. They, they literally came and physically bullied us. And that's the thing. I mean, Fossey had a chance at 1-0 up. Yeah, right at the start of the second half. lifted it over and you're thinking, that goes in, different game. But I think they physically, I think at half-time talk, Grayson said, right, the referee's going to let you get away with it. So kick them, bully them. Physically, they're a big physical side. I mean, I think the the Glad who came on and scored of a header was the smallest one they had on the pitch. Mm. And they would dig in and there were a couple couple of tackles where you're thinking... I mean, the fact that two of them got booked for tackling the same player, I think <laughs> yeah. must be some kind of record. Yeah, yeah, apparently one of them was actually rescinded at the time, which I didn't realise. Was, that confirmed but, after. Was that but, a Vince lot, wasn't it? Was uh, it? Yeah, well, two of them went in for the challenge. One of, both of them got booked, but then one of them, the referee said, oh, I didn't mean to book you, and he books the, yeah. other, the other lad, apparently. But um, just the, the way that the game changed in that second half, I mean, was it dis- disappointing that we weren't <laughs> able to sort of build on our first half performance? Uh, I... I I think we didn't adapt. I think I think when I think when when we're um, I think when we've got when we have a lot of time on the ball and Peter and, and team sit deep, we're comfortable with the ball. There's no doubt about that. And we were getting into little pockets, which were great. And we get loads of space. When people when they press us high and they really get physical, I think sometimes we get a bit apprehensive. And I think Bradford made us and they made the game ugly. They and they could see that first. Like I said earlier, the first twenty minutes. We were just playing them off the park, and they just had to go right. We've just got to go direct. Let's make them go long because we have. I mean, Big they, Josh is big, but you know he's yeah. not gonna. But they start with five in yeah. midfield and, and sort of put the impetus on us to attack. And I think any team mm. that 
you know, does that. They're certainly going to see us enjoy possession of the ball. Sometimes we might struggle to get through them sometimes. Like if you think of di- different home games where teams have come purely to defend. But we were, we were playing well in, that, in those opening 20 minutes of going. I mean, just delighted to see Big Josh in, on, on the score sheet once again, twice in two home games now. Oh, that's it. I mean, his work ethic in a game, you know, can't be faulted. Like I say, he's, he's defending, he's attacking. And you see him calling for that ball as soon as Marshall gets it. And mm. he's... You know, 15 yards from where he heads it, he's got his arm up saying, I want that, I want it on my head. And, uh, you know, I'm so pleased that he's, you know, he's he's hit two and two. Yeah, and, so. the, and the goal came from a quick turnover position. I think, you know, they had the ball on the edge of our box and we broke with it with Fosu, makes space for, for Marshall ball in as well. So, I mean, that's something we've seen a lot of recently since Tariq Fosu's coming back in, how we can you know, pick the ball up and drive us forward almost from, sometimes from nothing. Yeah, no, it was great for Fosu to get it away and then obviously he got to Kaikai and he'd done a, a little improvisation with a little sort of overhead heel or something, I don't know how you call it, but, um, <laughs> and then obviously Fosu broke and then, and obviously Marshall got in got in space and obviously Marshall hit the post and he, I thought Marshall played really well on Tuesday. Yeah, he seemed um, really up for it, wasn't he? That was a great shot he had in yeah. the opening couple of minutes it was tipped onto the post. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought that we was right behind it and I thought that was straight in the goal because I really want Marshall to score, but, um, yeah, no, like you said, great ball, like Mark said, great ball in. It's, it's what Josh wants, and that's, you know, because we know he's not going to get in behind and, you know, like a little poacher's goal and getting beyond the back four. So we're playing to our strengths, but again, we just didn't capitalise on the chances when we should have. And hmm. like we've all said, it. It was a case of, like Mark said, a case of when, not if. Yeah, especially at the start of that second half. I mean, Mark, you mentioned that that shot that Fossu had yeah. just after half time that he lifted over the bar. But then, other than that, we we weren't really creating too many too many clear cut chances. And that's when Bradford started to come back into it. And we saw, uh, you know, Chickson had that volley from the corner that, that Amos saved, and then McGuinness cleared off the line that from the next one. Um, so I mean Bradford certainly uh, they, they bought on Taylor. I think it was Ian Taylor came on, and they sort of seemed to change the Taylor was getting a lot more forward and maybe went, they went to sort of like a four four two, and and they were certainly pushing men forward. And then that's when I, I guess a couple of people was then sort of saying, you're saying, oh, should, you know, should we then adapt because they've adapted? I mean, do, do you think that's the case? Well, I think when you're being pushed back that far, you have to do something. Um, personally, I'd have probably whipped off Jake because, you know, he'd been carded and they were niggling at him and they were trying to sort of like see to get him to bite and maybe put uh, Joe on. Only he's a, he's a bit bigger. I mean, as I said, physically, I think we've you know we had Paddy and Big Josh, and that's it. You know, and the seven dwarves, the rest of them. <laughs> um, I think this was a game. Of, I mean, I know he wasn't even um, anywhere near it, but I think if you'd had Piercy on there, he wouldn't have been bullied. He wouldn't have been pushed around, and he'd have handed out a few slaps himself. And you know, it, I think it's, this one came down purely physicality in that second half. They, they the referee let them get away with a bit of stuff and they they pushed it to the limit as well as they could mm. and as, as they were coming back in it we had a bit of a let off when um, McMahon's free kick hit, hit the crossbar um, and then we had our own one down the other end where Fosu I think tried to catch the keeper out where he tried to curl a free kick you know that appeared to be in a crossing position towards uh, towards goal uh, but then the inevitable did finally happen on, on 80 minutes now um, I spoke to Carl after he's sort of bemoaning a deflection on the cross he thinks he thinks that Solly was underneath it, and then there's a deflection on the cross. I mean, did did you see that? I personally haven't haven't been able to. It looked like a very quick move down the wing, and they were then starting to play some one touch stuff. And then as soon as the cross came over, you know, the young lads got you know the wrong side of, of Solly and got his head to it, and you know, and it let's say with that, and you're thinking, okay, ten minutes ago, are they going to score again? Because you thought I couldn't see us getting a last mm. minute winner. 
really yeah. couldn't. Yeah, I mean, especially when I think Gilead had a chance not long after, actually, that they pulled it back to uh, to one all as well. Now, Charlton made, uh, did make bring on Zyro late on. Uh, yeah, did, I mean, what did you make of his uh, sort of cameo performance now? Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Quite criminal, really, but um, he was uh, he went to put it out wide, didn't he? Yeah, he's still very much coming back to fitness, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. And you can, I think you can tell he's a bit rusty. I mean, he got the ball straight away. I mean, the first game he came on. Um, the first game he sort of came in and he didn't know whether he was going to go out wide or cut inside and then he sort of done he's quite apprehensive again on Tuesday and he went to lay out wide but it was too short and they broke um, but yeah it's going to it's going to take him time but to be ruthless about it we haven't really got too much time to sort of wait so mm. but yeah like you say he's coming back to fitness but the only way he's going to get that is, is obviously game time Mm. Now, um, uh, Nicky Jose came on as well, right in the dying stages, which is interesting. He got absolutely wiped out when he tried to make a run forward there. Um, I mean, again, again, it's only a very brief cameo. But did, did you see anything to sort of get your hopes up there? I did, actually. I mean, I'm not one of these... It's what, 13 months since he's played for us. Yeah. So... You know, and he wants. It's almost like signing a new player again. And when he was wiped out, and I had issues with their right back, was it McMahon? Yeah, because he he pulled he tackled Fozzie and then pulled Fozzie down on top of him to make it look like Fosu was hitting him, and I just thought you 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 horrible person, <laughs> you know. In, in various that what you said? I wasn't. <laughs> you can't hear enough language like that. Yeah, you, rounds, no, yeah. you don't. You, you're a nasty, I'm not, I'm, I'm <laughs> nasty man. Not, I'm not a potty mouth like our manager. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, so when he got wiped out, I mean, he just got up and right. I'm gonna get on with it. And think you know, he had a half sniff of a ball and he was putting himself around mm. I think he's he understands it a bit better I think with Zyro because he has been out and you know he's still looking around and going sorry who are you I recognise the shirt but I don't recognise the <laughs> face kind of thing Yeah, and, and, and doesn't feel that he can then you know what I'll drop a shoulder and have a go he was looking do I lay someone off do I pass it mm. to someone whether Jose you know he knows the faces he knows the shirt he knows where the goal is so mm. So overall, do you think a draw was was the right result for that game? Yeah, I think so. I think they're, they're number two. That Miguel and the centre half had a good game. Mm. Um, I thought he was their best player. And where, and where do you think it leads us? I mean, Carl was sort of saying during press day today that he's pro- it's probably a better result for them than us. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously, if, if we if we get that point, then we could, we could have been in the in the playoffs zone. If they get it, they could have put some real uh, distance between us. If they get the three points as well, so yeah, I mean, I mean, if we won, obviously mentally, us going above them and us having two games in hand is mentally quite devastating for them. Um, but you know, it's not over to the fat lady sings, and I still think, I still think we'll pick wins up on the road. But I've, I'm still pointing to those April games; those home games are going to be crucial. But mm. um, yeah, a, a fair result on the balance of play. I think thinking about as much as gutted I was on Tuesday. I don't think we can grumble with a, with a point, to be honest. I'm I'm slightly on the like sixty forty. I think we'd actually deserved, you know, something a bit more than that. But I think because the way they only for the way they played, they were nasty. I just, I, yeah, a bunch of thinking, villains. And I'm thinking, I I think if we get them, <laughs> do well as well. They were <laughs> rapscallions. Um, <laughs> I I want them in the playoffs. I want Bradford in the playoffs now. Yeah? I think over two legs or at Wembley. I don't care. I want them in the playoffs. And I want, I'm thinking, because it's a be the third year in a row they'd get to Wembley. And I think, you know, we could absolutely crush them at Wembley. Big pitch. <laughs> so are they like you? So you've got Palace, Mere Wall, now Bradford. 
<laughs> the list isn't an exclusive there, so I've, I've got various other. I've got, I've, I've got Ipswich on the list, so you know. <laughs> oh, poor old Mick. Yeah. So. <laughs> I saw Mick McCarthy in from me a little while ago. See, uh, no, of course it was a first start, a first start in a challenge for Sully Kai, uh, mm. Kai Kai as well. Now a player we've been looking forward to seeing and uh, got involved with some flicks. Carl was uh, uh, raving about him after the mm. game. I thought he was unplayable that first twenty minutes. I thought he was so. He was quick, but he's strong as well. He look, he can look after himself. He's so powerful, and I thought they was they were terrified of him. I thought because when you got him driving at, because I thought he was going to start out wide and throw to in the centre, but it was more or less the other way, and the three kept changing, which was which was nice. But I thought he was he was untouched. They couldn't get near him. Mm. They even tried pulling his shirt. Poor old Chico couldn't even get nowhere near him. Couldn't even lace his boots. Yeah. But I thought it was brilliant. But um, obviously, it looked like he was blowing towards the end. Because um, mm. I think we I think. We could have gone for a, gone for a breakaway, and I just don't think he had any more in the tank. And the offense yeah. just tried chipping it down the line. But yeah. I was impressed with him; really impressed with Salah. I mean, we talked about it on Sunday, and I'd said that I think it's a play you need to start with yeah. to get him in, interested in the game, motivated, and not bring him on for ten minutes. I think if we start, and I think that's that's the difference we saw on Tuesday night. Excellent. Right, well, Carl Robinson uh, came in to speak to Terry after the game, as he always does. Uh, he, he was very pumped up in some of his interviews after after the game, and we'll hear more from that later. Uh, but on, uh, on, on, uh, by the time he came into Terry, he's calmed down a bit, but he's still not overly happy, I think, with the officiating. Oh, I'm not entirely sure where to start. Three games in a row, three uh, disappointments in a row after taking the lead. It's, uh, it's almost coming to habit. Yeah, but I thought our performance in the last two games had been excellent. Uh, I can't ask any more from my players. I think today they were excellent in everything I asked them to do. Um, another goal that takes a deflection. We were speaking after the game just the other day about the one that took a deflection on Saturday. Another go- another deflection today has dropped in, in. And Souls has got complete control of the situation. When you see the game, when you see the goal back, and you'll see he sort of stops a little bit and because he's trying to re-get the flight of the ball, but the guy's three yards ahead of him can see the see the deflection and just makes that direct run towards the goal. I don't think anybody in here taking can question any of my players. I thought every single one of them were excellent. So the best team in the first half. I thought the second half was even, but the referee lost control of the game. Some of the tackle. Well, listen, you can say it, but some of the tackles today. Well, I and, and you know what? Top level. You get like Pep Guardiola moan about what he's called the artists. Um, but Tariq's and Sule today got treatments I've not seen. I've. Uh, I mean, I mentioned it on commentary. Uh, I was going to bring it up. I'd, I mean, I. I like to have a go at the refs on commentary, but I tend to leave it after that. But I mean, you must have wondered how Bradford ended up with uh, eleven men on the field. Well, listen, I'm not going to speak about Bradford because I think it's unfair um, to talk about the opposition. But I think the referee has to take control of the game. He has to take control of the game. Um, and he never. He lost complete control. The challenge is today. And that first challenge on Tariq came as a direct result of him ignoring the previous five or six that, that had happened. It, it was so. just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get Josh McGuinness. I don't know what he's done. Has he done something to referees in the time before he came here? He never gets a free kick, the big man. Never gets a free kick. It's Charlie White got. Do you know that? I think we had. What, I don't know what the percentage stats were, but I think they entered our final third six times in 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 the first half. They had five free kicks. So ninety percent of the opportunities they got into our, uh, they get a free kick. Well, eighty percent with the amount he got in. Yeah, we got in theirs about twenty, thirty times and got two. So how's that, how's that possible? I know you're you're quite animated on the touchline. I know in the, in the in the early part of the game that you're you're obviously talking to the full touchline. Because I said to him over. before, I said to him before the game, you've already lost control of the game. There's been three tackles already that you have not done right by, and they were they were terrible. 
do you end up giving up after a while when it, when it yeah, comes well, there was one in the so first half where Jake got booked and all of a sudden he, he sort of he got away from someone got smashed read the tackle was late into the next one and gets a free kick given against him they didn't make the penalty on Josh McGuinness when he got pulled down the penalty on Esri Conter when he got pulled down Mickey Josie, you can see he's trying to hit the ball he's got hands over him it, I just don't get well, the, yeah, but the thing that I get, and I know we shouldn't necessarily hold better referee, is that just before the corner came in, he deliberately talks to Esri and the man who's marking him after they have a little bit of set to and said, don't do it again. And then when the ball comes in, he completely turns his back on looking at the at the area that he was... I pulls him down. Yeah. Listen, mate, I, I, I I'm, don't, don't get it. I'm but, proud of my players. Yeah. Against the top team, we've looked a good team today. That's a real good test. We were fantastic on Saturday, a deflection. Excellent again tonight. Another deflection led to the goal. Were you worried that, um, I mean, the first half, it was almost like Doncaster. I mean, they never had a sniff. Um, breath for the time. You don't go do that for 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But were you worried before the game, obviously new manager syndrome. Yes, comes in, but, we, but we spoke about this, about let's let's take the fire out of them early. Don't allow them to gain any momentum, and that was the case today. Well, I mean, it, going one up, not winning um, three games in a row, is, is that a cause for concern? I, mean, no. I know you said before about not taking chances no. or you, but No, because listen, if, if we're performing badly and that was the case, yes, but we look like we can go score two, three, four. But our choices in the final third have to be a little bit better sometimes. But don't forget how young Tariq and Soleil is. They're very, very young. And these are little things that we have to put right. Do you think it took its toll on, on Tariq, uh, especially towards the end of the game after so many fairly strong tackles yeah, but, but he needs to learn and, and he'll grow from this and he'll get better from this um, and uh, I suppose the, the argument to the referees is get, need a bit of protection on, on players like Tariq because uh, if, if you don't stamp on it early enough if you pardon the pun then they're just going to keep <laughs> yeah. doing it yeah well you don't stamp on it first <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yeah listen it, I think you've hit the nail on the head do you need protection I'll be following the PGM well this week and I'll be sending these tackles too I'll be sending the last four games tackles on my players I honestly don't get them I honestly don't I'm here to protect my players and that's my job we go again on Saturday obviously yep. up at MK Don yes um, and uh, is it just a case of as we are just carrying on keep in, doing in the, don't don't change in the do not change you're going to finish and bury something do not change keep doing the right things keep being positive keep moving forward and don't let anybody affect that Throw from Holmes into Solly. Solly cross ball. Foster's on the far side. Get something on it. Yes! Finished off by Forster Caskey. And Charlton have the lead. You're listening to Charlton Live. So welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. Great to hear from Carl Robinson there speaking to Terry exclusively for Charlton Live after the game here at uh, the Valley on Tuesday against Bradford. Now, um, you, can, you, can, you can see that Cole's obviously quite pumped up mm. still when he's speaking to Terry. And in fact, he was quite he was shouting into the microphone. So I've had to, I had to actually edit the, the levels to try and make so That's why it might have even sounded a bit uh, dodgy there because he was really loud and I had to sort of turn, t- t- tone it down a little bit just to make it broadcastable. Now, so absolutely pumped up. Now, you have to remember when, by the time that Carl comes in to speak to Terry for, for Charlton Live, that's the last interview he does on a match day. He normally has to do 
up to four interviews so the first one he'll do is for radio out there uh, in the tunnel and he'll do the sky tv one as well so they're the first two he do that's when he's still at his very best uh and radio i, I was lucky enough i got to go first on, on tuesday uh then he'll come and do the press conference then he'll come and do terry so he's normally calmed down a bit after about 15 minutes he comes to speak to to terry uh he was very pumped up on uh on, on tuesday when he spoke to me uh and th- this is a bit of an outtake that we had to take out of the when, when we published it online on the bbc sport website uh, and you'll see why. There's a lot of football to play, and I'm sorry if I'm hyped up, but I, I have to in games like today because if I'm, I'm not hyped and I'm not. F-ing... We can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not proud of my team. I don't know who will. Proves the point, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he was certainly. Uh, enjoying himself I think well he's certainly getting passion into it and, and, and getting carried away which is what, what a lot of people like about Carl and what a lot of people at the same time don't like about Carl but that's Carl Robinson uh, for you I mean we heard what he had to say after the game though furious about the referees Mark wasn't he yeah and you can see his point like I said I mean the way they set around us and started digging and kicking and falling and diving and fouling and and the referee just went, nah, that's okay. Hold, mm. hold on. You said, you've pushed him slightly. Oh, it's a free kick to them. Mm. And you're just thinking, if, if someone's going to be a bad referee, you want them to be equally bad for both sides. Yeah. You know, like Stroud. Yeah. Now I, I wasn't in I wasn't in the, the press conference after obviously I was in my own interview and we, and we did talk about the performance as well and I asked him about Bradford coming into the game in the second half now in the press conference you were telling me after I think it was possibly Declan from PA I think yeah. he's doing now uh, you said you know Carl came in and started talking about his his referee the the referee stuff in there and what, what exactly did Declan say to so him? so Declan said um, would a cynic say that you're using the excuses of the referee to deflect from the fact that you've conceded another late goal and not won a game again. Mm. Which, uh, <laughs> Cole's face was, um, I thought he was going to go, but he didn't. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose, thinking about it, it's, it's, a, it's a worthy question. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, mean, I think Cole just went on to elaborate the fact that, no, that's not the case. And then he's, he went on to say about the deflection at Donny. Yeah. But he said it was frustrating, but he said in no way he's trying to deflect it. Yeah. Because he did say, he did mention that Bradford are a good team, Grayson's yeah. a good manager, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, he does. He does it's yeah. Certainly in the BBC interview, he talks about the performance in the second half and Bradford coming back into it. I mean, some, some might say he's. He extends the period that we played longer for. I think you said you said we were on top for seventy minutes. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd say it was up to half time. Yeah, I'd say that. Which, uh, yeah. but yeah, but it, it's not. It's not for me to tell to Carl and say no. It wasn't. This it's, it's, is Carl's opinion that we're, yeah. that we're, we're there to to hear. Um, I mean, uh, overall, still, I mean, he's had a couple of people a bit frustrated with, yeah. with the late goals, and we'll talk about late goals in a little minute. But yeah, I'm, I'm still I happy. Mean, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I said on Twitter the other day. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people. Um, on Twitter that I follow and people have been at me and saying that you know they they they, they think it should go so and you know 100% everyone's entitled to their view I'm not saying my view is better than anyone else's um, but in my opinion well, I think this guy who's emailed in again uh, oh which one <laughs> uh, the same guy who emailed in the other night oh we don't like me oh I love it <laughs> no, right. he doesn't really I think it'd be crazy to let him go B I don't think he's going to go because Roland won't pay in it anyway but I think we're on to something, I really do, but yeah. I know it's 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 his marmite. Yeah. 
Right, we do have an email from uh, Dave Rodden, the same guy. So he's the one who emailed in the other week saying he didn't quite agree with you playing number 10, yes. Posse, um, yeah. which is a perfectly valid opinion. Yeah. Uh, this is I've already read this email. It's a very good email. Uh, it says, hi, Charlton Live Chats. Dave Rodden joining in again. Last time out, I disagreed with Nathan R.E. Fossey was a number 10, then immediately felt bad about myself for doing so. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't feel don't bad. Feel bad. <laughs> it's the whole point of the yeah. show. Uh, however, when we, uh, he went on to say Luke Varney was one of his favourite players, <laughs> I felt all need for compassion drift away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a Cholton lead in the last 10 minutes I fear that today I'm going to cut myself off entirely from all of the studio family by saying my patience was with Robbo disappeared on Tuesday I do believe that he has done a tremendous job in attempting to reunify the club in the last 6 months has tried to play attractive football and has been unlucky with injuries but his inability to change the direction of a game and in particular his very poor use of subs seems to, to me to be a failure uh, to exercise the most basic of managerial skills was there anyone in the Valley who couldn't see that the way the game was going with 35 minutes to go? Uh, just after 60 minutes, uh, sorry, just the just the one person, sadly, and he was our gaffer. So we laboured on to an increasingly smaller f- effect until after the inevitable goal had been scored. Surely Aribo on after 60 minutes. Surely Jacko on with 15 minutes left to go. I realise that we're in the realms of opinions here, and others will have a range of views about who should have come on and who should have gone off, but... And I uh, don't think this is just hindsight. It wasn't it clear that changes were needed. And then our man does he. I don't like to talk about refs, but that ref that I don't want to talk about should uh, should have protected my player's stick. Every performance like this makes Ned Kelly and his gang's decisions easier and easier. And we know that the Aussies are not fans of whinging poms. I immediately registered my dismay by booking my ticket to, to Peterborough. <laughs> Weird customers, eh? Uh, so I'm glad you're, you're going to Peterborough, Dave, and you haven't been put off too much by uh, the fact we keep conceding late goals. But, I mean, consider that Dave's certainly not the only one I've seen questioning the... the, the uh, subs and and maybe the tax i mean if you we we will listen to clips of carl's press day later but he certainly uh react uh, he, he certainly mentioned he, he felt that you know he put his hands up for the oxford game he felt he made the wrong subs in that one but he says the last two games he felt we've been unlucky with deflections on goals mark you, you're scratching your beard i am um only because i'm just gonna just say you know again physically they were battering us so you put on someone bigger who can batter them back you know, Lennon's there on the, was on the bench, wasn't he? Uh, no, and Rebo has got some height on him. But like I say, we don't, we didn't have anything else. Mm. And I mean, it's it sounds pretty basic, but when you're, I mean, that Wick is a big fella, you know, and he he was throwing himself around and getting onto Charlie White. They were Wyke. yeah, yeah. And then the first half, Paddy had him in his pocket. Second half, he was moving around a bit and going over to Jay, going over to Chris, you know, and using his physicality a lot more because he knew he could get away with it. And I think, you know, counterbalance that somehow and, and get rid. So I, I just think it just comes down to being bullied. Mm. Right. Uh, Marcus Jacks has just sent an email as well. It says, interesting, if you didn't already know that Alex McLeish has been uh, appointed as a Scotland manager, that broke just before the uh, the show went live this evening. I think he signed a, a four-year deal, I think, with Scotland to become their manager again. Of course, in, involved in one of the takeover bids, we know... Uh, with regards Donald Muir, the, the Scottish bid this is. Now, we don't know who those two would be fronting, if they are fronting anyone or anything like that. So, interesting. I mean, depending on what role he was planning on having in any proposed takeover, that's what we don't know. Would he, would he have been the manager? Would he have been the director of football? Would he have just been in the background with some money? Who knows? We don't know. But that is fairly interesting. I think uh, Rick Everett uh, put on, on the forum earlier that he believes that 
uh, two groups of people have now got an agreed price, which is interesting. But until you know, until it happens, now it's all it's all just uh, interesting, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, obviously, I remember sitting here for a couple of what was it, last week or the week before the first show, and it come out saying it was a done deal. But it's a lot long way to go. I mean, I can't see it happening. I don't know. Maybe it happened to the, before the end of the season, or maybe not. But there's not really a lot they can do. The only thing that we we'll have to do soon is season ticket prices. Um, but again, we don't know what league we're in, so it's another. Yeah. Another one, but yeah, Alex McLeish. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe he was being a di- director of football. Maybe he was just giving his opinion in sense of a football inside. Maybe maybe Harry thinks of the potential. So, but you could be manager of Scotland and probably hold down a full time job in Morrison's. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it would probably be that. <laughs> Half their uh, players do actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that. many of them play non-league. I imagine. <laughs> uh, right, let's uh, let's uh, move on now. Back on uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, some someone eagle-eyed on Facebook. So, so someone had, someone was down the training ground and had a photo with all the lads, and Alu Diorin was in the background. So someone on Facebook <laughs> eagle-eyed. So I asked around uh, before the game, and I was told it's probably worth asking Carl after as well, which of course it was. Uh, so is uh, Alu Diorin? He's training with us. Is uh, is there any chance he's going to be offered a deal, Carl? Obviously, away from today's game, Alu Diorin has been at the training yes. ground. Free agent. Yeah, well, well, yeah, in, in a weird way. Um, I got a phone call from Jacko the other day. I got a phone from Jason Yule. She's, he's in the area, and, and someone said that she's played in World Cup finals when he was here. I believe he was like a Rolls Royce when he played here last time. And someone said to me, What he does, he comes into training, he digs people out, he drives the standards of the football club. And someone said, In, in what's gone on in the last five years and in, in the negative stuff, he was probably one of the positive ones that have come in that regime. That's not for me to say. That's for you, I'm sure, to judge me on that comment. But I believe that's the case. And you know what? What a wonderful man. All right, he's getting old. Is he going to have the legs? We just don't know. But you just don't. Why not keep him training in case that possibility might arise? So you just have to make sure you you, you, you seek every avenue. Um, and that's what we're doing this moment in time. Mm-hmm. So certainly not denying that we, that we may, if, if we see fit, offer him a contract a little while uh, down the line. I mean... It, he was an excellent player when he was here mm-hmm. before. He sort of mugged us off a little bit when he left. I mean, by mugged us off, yeah. I mean he mugged Katrina off, and therefore it was funny. But I mean, <laughs> joined the AS Nancy a day after uh, we agreed to cancel his contract. Bants. Yeah, uh, but take him back. Oh, mate, in a heartbeat. I think I don't think he's going to be starting every week and week out. But I think that position. I mean, he played a lot at centre half for us, but. I think in games where we we need to slow the game, like like Tuesday, once we want to dictate the tempo a little bit and slow the game down, you're bringing him on in that middle, you may maybe with Cashy or for Cashy. I think it'll be brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, he is old, but I can't, you know, shouldn't right. take too long to get fit. I assume he's quite fit. I don't think he's like the old Ronaldo and like yeah. that eighteen stone now, but <laughs> well, he, look, he look quite slim in the photos. Yeah. I mean, he's thirty six years old, Mark. So, but I mean, you, you can't deny his quality. He played in the World Cup final for France, unless we forget, and uh, played at the highest level in, in, in quite a few countries, really. Oh, no, terrific. And a, a lovely player to watch when he was here. Again, you know, when his leaving was a bit sour-tasting. But, like, again, you, you don't know what gets put out. Mm. You know, and it was quite late after the... Um, it was January, wasn't it, and he'd gone in. I can't, yeah, the, I can't remember. I think, I think it was, it was the window yeah. shut, and then the next day it was cancelled by mutual agreement, and yeah. then the day after he signed for Nancy. Yeah, I think so, from va- vaguely that's what that's what it was. So, I mean, what, what sort of role would do you see him playing in the squad if he was to to, to come back in? I mean, holding no, hold mid. Yeah, I mean, that's really. And do you, know, but do you think he would dislodge anyone who's currently in the starting eleven, or would he be more more of a bench or a squad option? 
Um, bench a bench and then possibly for Kashi because it, he would probably f- be able to free up midfield because he is good you know at this level and like you say you know he's, he's, he's played quite in quality teams and at this level they should be just like walking it so mm. so Nathan overall do you think he's got a good chance I mean so I we'll, think, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. See what, what happens mm. with the, the training, I guess. But Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think there's a very good chance. Um, I think we've still got, what, how many games we've got left? 15 games or something like that? Even if he's about for 10 of them, so there's a lot of points to play for. Got nothing to lose. No, and I think we missed it. I mean, Kashi and Jake are brilliant. Jacko's a decent option. But Jacko's one of those gritty players. I still think we need someone who can really dictate a game, um, and I think that he does that. He done, he done it before, and I think he'll do it because you don't mm. physically might not be pacey, but you still don't lose your brain. You still don't lose your feet. So, and even if he doesn't get a squad offer at the end of it, now surely to have a player with that experience around the training ground and Carl was talking about how he, he seems to be a, a very level-headed player and someone who can impart wisdom. So even if we are just helping him get fit. Uh, you know, you'd assume he'd be a, a positive influence around Sparrows Lane. Well, it seems to be. I mean, when you see like Darren Campbell was here um, last week, you know, helping him with a running, and mm. you know, you've got to look at what's going to give you that extra five percent. What's going to give you that extra ten percent in games? Is his experience and knowledge and how he's going to be training with players do that? You know, I think it would, and I think you know he'd be a, a good addition. You know, anywhere where you, where you could find a sort of like a role for him. Mm. Excellent. Right, let's have a quick break here. On Chart and Live, when we come back, we're going to try and get to the bottom of why we keep conceding these late goals at the moment. Hunt Dennis is fed in, lovely touch, goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross. And the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. Welcome back. It's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. We're just talking off air there about young Carl and Owen Grant. He's uh, banging them in uh, for Crawley Town. I, mean, it was a four, I think it was a 4-1 defeat they had at Luton on uh, on Tuesday evening. But that's 3-3 three three now. And it's, um, I mean, uh, it's going to do... Uh, you know, excellent for his confidence when he comes come, comes back next season. You hope. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he's a good player. People are going to say, "Oh, why don't we let Josh go and keep him?" But different kind of player. I mean, a different kind of level as well. You got to think he's dropped down a level, and he was looking, you know, pretty sharp for the last couple of matches when he was mm. get, actually getting on for us. So I'm not surprised he's banging him in at that level. You mm. know, and you'd expect him to. 
and, and when he comes back next year, I mean, do you think he could be a different player? Because he's probably a player that, I mean, I've said it before, we, we, we forget how young he is. Mm. Uh, but I mean, because he seems to have been around for three or four years now. But, uh, you know, he sort of didn't hit the heights you'd, you'd hope uh, in the last couple of years. But at the same time, it's probably because we chucked him in way too young. Yeah. Yeah, he came in too early, and he needs games. He needs to play week in, week out. It's it's all right, you know, making a sub appearance, and he'll score a goal, and then he'll be on the bench again the following week, and then he might not train well, and he'll be out of the squad. That's not doing him any good. He needs to get these these what five months he's going to be on loan. He's more or less going to be starting every week, and that's what he needs to know. He needs to know what it's like to be in the. And what it's like to have that expectation. He's got three and three now. Can he make it four? Can he make it five? And he, that's what he needs, which he's never going to get that opportunity here. Mm. But next year, who knows? He's obviously an option. Mm. Excellent. Uh, right, now obviously it's become a bit of a recurring theme over the last couple of weeks that uh, Charlton have started conceding late goals. We talked about it on Sunday's show. I think at, at the point before Sunday's show, it was 27% of the goals we've conceded had come in the last 10 minutes of games. And I think if you... If you took that down to 89 minutes and onwards, we we dropped 11 points in games and only gained from memory one, which was the, the Peterborough comeback, which obviously scored twice in that time. Um, and it's become certainly a bit of a bugbear now because it's happened in the last three games. I mean, it was 10 minutes from the end on Tuesday, but still uh, reasonably late. But of course, the uh, the Oxford game we conceded twice, uh, 89 and 94. Doncaster we conceded on 94, although it was a bit unlucky, to be mm. fair. Um, and uh, so it's, it's had a few fans worried. And it's certainly, I've seen a lot of fans questioning uh, tactics, fitness, all these different things. So, uh, Carl was asked uh, why he thinks it keeps uh, it keeps happening during today's uh, press day, uh, and this is what he had to say. Carl Charlton threw a lead for the third successive game against Bradford City on Tuesday. What do you put that down to? Is it a question of players losing concentration at key moments, or is it an accumulation of individual mistakes, or a collective one? None. Um, if you look at the two goals we've conceded recently, they've been two deflections that have ended up in the path of the opposition. The first one, the Oxford one, was my fault. And I took full responsibility for that. Um, I, I never shy away from, from when I make a mistake. But I can't blame anybody for a deflection to come off a defender trying to block a cross or a defender trying to block a shot and it landed in the, in the arms of, of somebody else. So that's just the way it is and that's just the way you've got to deal with the, the unpredictability of the industry. And, and so we're... Um, we're in a good place, but we were playing well, and you know we just need to get that second goal and make it a little bit more comfortable for ourselves. Carl, just with the late goals in the last three yeah. games um, on social media, there was a bit of fans kind of questioning the fitness of the players. Um, do you have any concerns? No, um, I think you can answer that one for me now. Um, I think we, we've just sat down and gone through all the data with you. I think it's important that I'm transparent with you. And you can be transparent with the supporters because at the end of the day, in the modern day world that we, we live in, that they deserve an answer to some of the questions that they have. So that's why I came in this morning and I, and I was very detailed in, in, in what we had to show you in the high intensity meters per minute and the distance covered and, and, and the increase in that in the last 15 minutes, surprisingly. So in, in them, there's been no drop off whatsoever. Um, if anything increased, distance covered. And the one that we look for is high intensity, high intensity meters per minute. So, uh, how many meters they cover within a minute, but at an, at an intense level, and that shows a true reflection on the fitness levels of the of the human being. I know we're we're, uh, we're we're very very happy with where we sit on that. Says Carl uh, asked about the the goals themselves. Uh, Reese tweeted and said he's going to turn off every time that Carl comes on. And he's not enjoying turning to Charlton himself. Uh, 
uh, I, I said when we're losing coal frustrate people with his interviews and when we're winning they'll enjoy them um, so interesting by the sounds of it today at press day before the actual uh, you know press conference got underway uh, Carl took in some stats to prove that the players weren't uh, struggling with fitness and in fact that their high intensity runs uh, in the last 15 minutes of games were going up rather than down so in a way he's ironically he's sort of taken away an excuse for himself there uh, he could blame the players fitness but it's not and he's protecting his players there so I mean he, he says he, he feels there's been an uh, element of bad luck in the last two games but he puts his hand up for the Oxford game yeah I, th- I mean um I tend to do it a lot, which a lot of people don't like me for, but I agree with Cole. Uh, the Oxford game, I think, taking the two wingers off left us very exposed. Um, Doncaster, <laughs> yeah, it, that that was an unlucky goal. I mean, to be fair, he did sort of loop. Yeah, on Tuesday, I, I still haven't seen it back, but I didn't think it got a deflection, so I can't mm. really comment. But I think Doncaster especially, after, I don't think it was concentration because that was the only shot they had the second half. Mm. So it's not like they were they were pummeling us and we were under pressure and we dropped. We were we were in control. So, but um, yeah, I mean fitness. Well, I don't, I don't think we, I've never thought we looked unfit. But I think because it's all happened in the space of three games now, mm. it's natural for the the questions to come out. I mean, people are always going to say, Mark, that um, you know two things really I mean obviously if we score more of our chances of creating our dominant spells earlier on in the game then we won't be under you know a late goal won't matter anyway if it's if it's tiredness or not which it doesn't seem to be or if it's bad luck but people will say you make your own you make your own luck if you're letting Bradford come onto you for the majority of the second half then they are going to get a ball into the box that deflects it's bound to happen yeah I mean I think what we're missing really is a player who when they get the ball look like they have all the time in the world Imagine if remember Klaus Jensen. Mm. Every time he got the ball, it looked like he had five meters of space. He could look up. He could look for a pass. He could take it on. I think you know the high intensity in the last fifteen minutes is because we're chasing around like um, Jack Russell's after rabbits, <laughs> and we're not getting the ball. And when we are getting the ball, we don't have a, a single player who's who's calm with it because they're thinking, I don't want to give it away. You know, no one's making a run. What am I going to do with it? You know, it gets taken off. It gets given away. And they're running after chasing it again. Um, I think missing that kind of player who can, you know, look up and look a pass and say, you know what? There's no one on that side of the pitch. If I just ping it out for a throw further up the pitch and, you know, it relieves the pressure. Mm. You know, it's not ideal. You think, well, keep hold of it. But when you're being pressurised that, that hard... You know, it's it's difficult to do. You need that kind of, like I say, you need a Klaus Jensen. Do, do you think it's sort of becoming a mental thing now? Now, now it's happened a lot the last few games in a row. And that's a bit, I mean, it'd be fascinating to see what's what happens on Saturday if we won the up <laughs> with five minutes left, ten minutes left. How mm. the players react to it? Are they are they going to be thinking, oh, it's going to happen again? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, it, it might be playing a little element now because I think, like I said, it's, it's happened in a spate of three games, um, and I think naturally, I think they might sit deeper I mean especially after Tuesday will they like you say if we were 1-0 up on Saturday will they naturally sit deeper like you do anyway it's natural but will it be playing on their minds it probably will Um, but that's obviously when they've got to get some gonads and just you know and literally just put put a shift in and um, it's just I just think if you had someone like don't get me wrong I think Paddy and Ez were done really well on Tuesday but someone like Piercy literally he'll be the one showing everyone you know like this, don't let this go and, and I'll be more confident but yeah. Um, yeah we'll see but hopefully it doesn't creep into the game too much because I think when you when you start being apprehensive you start you tend to make more mistakes I mean, do, you, do you think there is something tactically we could do differently because I mean 
I mean, Carl sort of said it himself. We tried, we tried everything recently. We tried going a bit more attacking against Oxford, and that that cost us. We tried uh, shoring things up on on Saturday against Doncaster, and that cost us. I mean, on on uh, on Tuesday, we tried not really doing anything until yeah. until the last ten minutes in terms of subs. Well, I think if if we're one 0 up against Milton Keynes on Saturday, in the last ten minutes, he should take off Josh McGuinness and put on Dylan Phillips. We, we go with, we go with two keepers, <laughs> you know, and possibly we might not concede. Um, it's it's so difficult because I think it is so random. I, like we said on on Sunday, the fact that it's happened recently so often it makes us thinking it's a trend. I said, but you know, you look at it over a space of you know a season. Even though it was a season, we're still in the last ten minutes. It was still that twenty seven percent that we looked at. So yeah, but you know, you only, as you said, you know, we haven't scored goals between the forty fortieth minute and the fiftieth minute. Mm. You know, so why aren't we looking at that? Thinking, yeah. oh, I mean, we could be scoring. Either side of half half time, we haven't done that at all. Mm. So you know, you can make stats and statistics come down. I mean, I presume there's a psychologist who works, sports psychologist, who works with the players. Oh, uh, well, I assume. I assume they we, must we have. have yeah. You know, we've got the fitness guys, so and mm. I presume some of the stuff they would do would be psychologically. And one of the things you look at saying, right, is it in their heads? It, you know, it's you know, how do you get it out of their heads if it is there? Mm. You know, I don't think to be honest, I don't think it is. I think because. The intensity of a match, you know, we've we've all played football, and you know, I don't think you know during a match you're actually thinking, oh, what if we concede now? You're just concentrating exactly what you're doing at that moment in time. I don't think you're thinking five minutes ahead or ten minutes ahead. I think mm. you're concentrating on where the ball is, where the job is. You know, that's the way I, I'd, I'd look at it. Mm. It's interesting, obviously, coming back to the the point about fitness that was brought up during during press day. At the start of uh, pre-season, the lads went to Ireland, and we, you know, we were showing that this was a really high intense uh, sort of uh, day, you know, a, you know, training plan that they had at the last, the, the first couple of weeks. And in fact, when we had to play almost the entire game against uh, Bristol Rovers on the first day of the season with ten men, I remember asking Kyle about it. You know, was was that the the, the fitness training paying off? Um, and so, I mean, he answered that question with stats today. So, I mean, do do you think we look a fit team, and do you think? Yeah, the stats apparently seem to, to seem to point that way. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we are. Um, I think we're absolutely fine. I think. I mean, look at Josh. You don't stop running. I think we're not a fit studio. Mark's just pulled up a cramp. <laughs> I've done the Mavadidi. Yeah. Oh, right. oh. I wonder what was happening. I was like, I won't look. How is it, mate? Do you want yeah. to push no, your leg? No, it's right. <laughs> Sorry, no. Go on. That's all right. No, it's fine. I'm just looking after the elderly, am I? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is weird. I've never had this experience before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Shall I put my clothes I've, back on? I don't know. So, so we, we, fit team, fit team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think... I've, I've never looked at some thought, well, we look really unfit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, you, when when sort of situations happen like this, you're always going to have people pull up and, you know, ask certain questions, which which is fine. And, and I think Cole's answered it, um, it you know, as, as he would. And he, he's brought out the stats... Uh, but yeah, it's it's just, listen, it's, it's disappointing in terms of us going forward. I just think when we were in those last ten minutes, like if we looked at us the first twenty minutes, we put our foot on the ball and we put it we put it to them and we kept our composure. Whereas the last ten, we seemed to go a bit more direct. So maybe it's just a case of right, let's get our foot on the ball. Maybe that's when you'd bring a Jacko on, or you know, instead of bringing a centre half on and, so, and then inviting pressure because they'll go all right, we'll put another one up top then. You bring Jacko on and go, right, let's settle the game down a little bit. Right, let's have a quick break. Uh, final 10 minutes of the show while Mark uh, tries to get his legs back in order. Uh, and then we'll look ahead to Saturday's game up at Milton Keynes.
Johnny Jackson! Is it? Shout and lie. Uh, Mark's still stretching his <laughs> He's still standing up. Freestyle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's go straight into the uh, preview of the, the MK Dons game. Now, of course, uh, Carl Robinson returning to his former side, looking ahead to Saturday's game up at Stadium MK. And no doubt it would be perfect to beat your old club on Saturday. Do you expect a hot reception? No, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be okay. Um, the respect that I have to that football club and the people, I think... I think I think when we consider, I think Charlton will be low, MK when, when things were changed over. Um, and obviously the upturn in form, what's going on here and, and what's going on there, I feel that it's, it's, it's you know, what people don't realise, obviously the controversy that surrounds the football club, the people that go and watch it week in, week out are great people and uh, it's it's a shame to see them where they are. Um, me and the chairman still speak, um, we've got a good relationship again now. Uh, and but with all due respect, I think they also know, and one thing they certainly know is how passionate I am about winning. Um, but before the game and after the game, my respect for them will be impeccable. But it always is to every team that we play against. Um, but you're in the game and there to win, and that's 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 just the way we are. We're we're going there to win, and that's that's our objective. And listen, when you look at their last six results, they've only I think you you can say about ourselves, but. They've only lost them games by one goal. They one nil to Walsall, one nil to Oldham, two one against Portsmouth. There's been a few games that they've only there's only been a one goal swing, and they could have argued that it could have been so so different. Um, but that's the nature of the industry when you're under or the beast when you're down them positions. Everything's the opposition seems to hit goes in. Watching their games last few days, they're playing a back five with a diamond in midfield, which is a bit different. Um, you can see they're starting start to get a style and a way back of playing. Um, we are under no illusions how difficult it's going to be, but we're fully focused on the job. And of course, a lot of familiar faces, including the new manager. Yeah, he worked on me when when we when I was last there. He's a, he's a good person. He left obviously went to away with England. Um, I think he's been given a job. Maybe it's a bit too late in some ways in relation to after the transfer windows or during the transfer windows, the back end of it, should I say? Um, but listen, what what's been. What's going on there? He's just trying to pick it up and, and change the methodology once again, or, or a philosophy. And people can talk about what is one or what isn't one. It's either a winning one or a losing one. Um, and we've just been speaking about that earlier. That regardless of how you play, you, you've got to put points on the board. Um, they play through the thirds very aggressively. Um, if you get disconnected at any time, they'll pick it off. We've got to be patient in our build-up. Got to be patient in our outer possession work. Um, we've got to force them into areas where we want it, we want the ball to be rather than them getting into areas where we don't want them to be we've got to be very astute and very cute in our movement patterns um, but that's not too dissimilar to, to a lot of other games that we've played this season and uh, we, we'll be very very focused there's going to be a lot of people that I do know and uh, I'll be obviously be a weird one going back because last time I went back it was almost immediately after leaving uh, but so it'll be nice to see a few familiar faces but then the most important thing is three points at five o'clock and injuries, have you got any players back available to you on Saturday? No, same squad as the uh, Reeves, he'll be back in the squad. Um, obviously, he had, a, he had a, a personal issue he had to attend to the day, so that'll be the same squad. So there's Carl looking ahead to Saturday's game back at his old stomping ground uh, in Milton Keynes against the NK Dons team that have lost their last uh, five in all competitions. And their new manager, Dan Michi, we're going for. <laughs> um, 
has, has lost every game so far, which obviously isn't uh, what he was hoping for. Um, uh, would, would you reckon? How do you see things going? Change a team or? Um, if everyone's if if everyone's hundred percent, I'd keep exactly the same. I mm. wouldn't change so, anything. It's going to be too too soon for Piercy. Yeah, uh, Ben Reeves, who who wasn't able to sit on the bench on on, on uh, Tuesday because of a family emergency, is back involved. Um, other, other, other than nothing. No, I, th- I don't think anyone warranted to be dropped from Tuesday. I don't think. I think Marshy had a good game. Mm. Sully had a good game. T had a good game. I think every yeah. I don't think anyone had a bad game, so I think it'd be pretty harsh unless someone's got a bump. Mm. But because we'll, we'll we had some tweets in from Will Bonner, and I read them all out, but um, he's he's calling for a Rebo to to come back in. Obviously, we had that that good spell with with a Rebo mark while you're, you're standing there, and <laughs> and uh, uh, and he was yeah. he let go. I mean, for me, I've always said that I thought Forsakaski is one of our players mm. of the season for me. But there's yeah. been others who've noticed that since rebo has gone back out of the team, we've. Uh, started to struggle to win games again. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think Ariba had done anything bad enough to be dropped out of a team. I think you know the, the player with a shirt on the pitch, if they're in good form and good nick, keeps it. And you know, I, I don't agree with someone who's been injured coming straight back into the team. I mean, if Jake had come back onto the bench and Ariba had stayed in midfield, I don't think he'd have had any complaints. So, would, you know, would I change it now? It depends. If their scouts have watched Tuesday night's game, you know. Part of their tactic is going to be right. How can we rough them up? And you know, Carl's got to be balancing out. How can I, you know, counterbalance that? Maybe, and maybe stick a Revo in for Jake. You know, and I, d- I don't think that would be a bad decision. You know, mm. I, 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 he'd scored three goals, was looking good, yeah, and yeah. then trying to get dropped. It's one of the proper selection headaches that we actually have in the squad, and there's not too many of them, I guess, on the on the wing as well at times. So, so I, I read you out Will's uh, tweets. He said, "Keeps the faith." Uh, yes, we let another late goal in, and yes, we've lost seven points in the last three games, but sacking Robbo now uh, would be pointless. We still have two games in hand, which is six potential points uh, that would help maintain the playoffs. And then he says that Aribo must start the next game with no excuses. And he goes on to say, uh, we always have a bad run in February. It's the most Cholton month of the year. We didn't lose tonight, talking about the game on Tuesday. Uh, we gained a point uh, that we didn't have three would have been better, though. But the two games in hand will decide the playoffs for us. One... Uh, good result will set us back on track and, and and to keep the faith. I mean that is huge. If we can, if we can get a result up up a Saturday, you know, I would say against a, a Milton Keynes team who are struggling for form at the moment, then I mean that, that could be big for us just to just to get us, you know this sort of monkey off our back a little bit of, of the points we've dropped over the last couple of games. If we can see a game out, even if especially if it's a tight win, ironically that might give us a little bit more. Mm. Uh, a more of a boost than a, a comprehensive one just because we would have got over that hoodoo of not seen a game out recently yeah 100% I think um, I think we'll win on Saturday um, and don't want to jinx I think we'll win fairly comfortably on Saturday I really do um, that's it everyone bet on a loss <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it'd be 5-0 but I, I can't I, I think we're we're we do a, a decent win I think for that that first 20 minutes alone I think those front three I just, I just, I, most teams would be petrified of them mm. um, whether or not like you say he'll bring Joe in uh, for the because it's away I don't know but I think Joe's I think Joe's wasted in the DM I think he's better further forward which means you're going to have to play him number 10 and you've got to drop one of T Marshy or Salah so Salah rather mm. but um, yeah but I, I think we'll be fine and I think once we get that I think we just need that bit of momentum at the moment forget about these last three games and then we'll all be uh, all be singing and dancing, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, do you, uh, is there anyone you you swap out from from the wings? Perhaps I mean, Sully Kaikadi's first game on Tuesday. No, I'd come Zyro with a chance, maybe. No, I mean, Carl said himself that Zyro wasn't fit enough to start a game. Um, I think on the wing, I think Fozzie and Marshall, 
you keep them. Kakai might be the only one who you, you might change um, just so Reeves can visit his old club and show them what they're missing. So, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Nathan. I think, I think we'll win mm. Saturday. So Yeah, big game for Ben Reeves. If you mm. look at how well Mark Marshall performed against his old team uh, on Tuesday, I mean, you'd hope for a similar reaction by... Uh, by Ben Reeves really wouldn't you because like I said, it possibly hasn't quite hit the heights that we were hoping for I mean, he's had some good games he's had some average games yeah I think he, he, we've seen flashes but it's not been consistent I think that's what the problem is with Ben I think everyone knows he's a good player at this level especially in the number 10 role I think sometimes he, he can go he can drop too deep when he's getting um, when he's getting sort of marked out of a game a little bit and he's not as effective sitting that deep but uh, yeah, I just think he's, he just needs a run of games. But it's been start and start, start with injuries and obviously with the season. But mm. yeah, hopefully he can uh, pull some, pull something out of the bag on Saturday. Right. So time to look ahead uh, to our predictions and to our cashy back bet. Nath, have you decided what the options are going to be for the cashy back this week? Not yeah. I was look. I was going to look at a chance to concede in the last ten minutes, but I thought that'd be cruel. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I might put it out to vote, but I, I reckon we're going to win three 0 yeah, that's your, that's your, today's yeah, your, your official yeah. match prediction of a 3-0 win, Mark. I'm going 2-1, McGuinness and Marshall. Yeah. And you, so you think the league's going to... I think we're going to be 2-0 up. And yeah. I think they're going <laughs> to get a, get a yeah. late one and then it'll be all hands to the pump. And hopefully we've got the legs to uh, to see to out. See unlike it out unlike you, of course. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> you, uh, who, who's running now? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, still looking for a physio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give my prediction as well since we... Uh, got enough time for it. I, I, I think we're going to do it this weekend. I think I think we need a result. I think we're going to put it out of the bag. We'll get back on track. Hopefully Bradford will drop more points again. I mean, uh, the more you think about it, as disappointing as the final score was on Tuesday, considering our first half, there's more drop, drop points for Bradford. It's another game they haven't won as well. Uh, so hopefully that will affect their confidence as well. But of course they've got Simon Grayson. He's probably going to win the league with him because he's a very good manager so uh, we'll, we'll see right we have uh, run out of time unfortunately on Charlton Live uh, this evening the big match preview Nathan thank you for coming in cheers Luke I've been uh, well, you've been Mark Newbury and uh, yeah <laughs> Still standing, still, yeah. literally still standing. Uh, so thank you, uh, Mark, for coming in. Uh, whoever's here on Sunday will be here on Sunday, which is me and two other people probably. Uh, we'll discuss that later. But let's hope that we'll be talking about uh, three points for Charlton in a big game up at Stadium MK. Good luck to uh, all of you coming up there to uh, enjoy the game with me as well. Uh, let's hope it is three points. We'll see you on Sunday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.